they're very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the... Man, I, I cannot... I can't even lie to y'all. I lost count. I think it's 33. Anyways, welcome to the Warcry Podcast. I'm your host, Jehola Tiger. And, you know... We've been promoting this episode for a little bit now, and before we get to it, you know, the Res Dogs 3, Season 3 has come upon us, and we have seen basically a story of these four kids, young adults I'll say, I don't know how old they are in the show, but basically go to California and then they're making their way back. And one thing about Res Dogs that kind of hits me kind of in a weird, not in a weird spot, but kind of in a, dare I say, mm, I'm trying to figure out the word. It just hits me, it hits me, it hits me strangely, I guess I'll say. Because a lot of the, the stuff, that, like in the early season, the first season, is stuff that me and like my brother would do. Like we were running around, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, doing res kid things, and I ain't gonna go into I ain't gonna go into what exactly what we was doing, but you know, we were we were uh, we were all around. We like would you know, go to the store and we scrounge up some money and we'd buy like slushies. And I think they had even little chicken. You know, like every convenience store had like a little roller chicken or whatever. We and we would do and we would do those things and you know just rest kids riding bikes around and so it hits me in that way because it reminds me of my you know days on the Cherokee Res and Tahlequah but one thing I don't you know it's kind of I think it's kind of a uh, and this is and this is a little pushback I'm gonna say I do I love the show and I do support the show but like one thing that I don't really see a lot in that show is natives doing like big things like, I guess it is documenting, or it's kind of like uh, giving a look into the, like, what it looks like like on the res. Like, you know, you got the IHS and, uh, you know, places like that. But we just never seen a lot of successful Indians on that show. Like, you know, there's a lot of us out here that we're we're doing things. We got a college degree. We got, uh, you know, we got careers and and, and goals and you know, I wish it would have seen them more on that show because there are rest kids out here that that have done it and have made it and you know, own their own businesses and and try to be you know an upstanding citizen. Um, and so that's one thing that I'd say that I wish I would have seen in that show. I hate that it's only going three seasons, but you know, well, they always say, you know here for a good time, not for a long time. And, you know, you got to get out when you got to get out. And so, but shout out to Sterling Harjo and, and everybody that's with that. I know there's a lot of people in the country, part of that. And so shout out to y'all. Let's get to it guys. The topic at hand today, we're going to be talking about aliens. And one thing about aliens that I feel like some people forget 
that I think it covers just such a wide ranging topic and broad conversation. And we're going to hit a bunch of conspiracy theories. Um, I'm going to, you know, at the end of the episode, I got a question for y'all and I need y'all to answer it. So do it however you do it or give me your stories or whatever, however you want to explain it. But this whole phenomenon started back in the fifties with Roswell. And then you have, you know, I think there was an incident in Michigan, um, where they found basically an orb or some type of steel contraption, I believe, or something along those lines. But I'm not going to talk about that. I don't really. We we they beat a dead horse on that on on those stories and that and the that incident. But what I want to talk to you about is is some things that maybe you may not have heard of, or you may maybe sit in the realm of conspiracy. Um, and I like to I like to live between conspiracy and fact, or like truth, like common truth. And the first thing I want to talk about to me is very interesting. Um, this story comes from a guy named Philip Snyder and he was an explosives engineer at Dulles, uh, air force base. This is kind of on the border of Colorado, but it's in New Mexico. And Snyder claims, I mean, this guy, okay. So this guy, I'll, I'll give a backstory on this guy. He, in the mid nineties, he was making rounds, uh, all these alien, uh, disclosure, conferences and he was telling people hey there's like thousands and thousands of air force bases or underground bases that are all over the place and we're housing these aliens from all the way from the tall grays to the green small humanoids that people see he said but we have thousands of bases in this country that are underground and he goes on to tell this story and i'm going to tell this story um, as best as I can, um, I do have some references. Um, I, I watched the video. You guys can go f- find that video of him actually talking about it. It's very long. It's very detailed. But I'm going to hit the high points as best I can. But Snyder, he claims that he was working on a highly secretive underground base, um, basically on the Apache Reservation in New Mexico, underneath it. Right off of it, I guess, is really um, near Dulles and a Colorado in the, near the Colorado border. Um, he told the Huff- Huffington Post um, when he first got suspicious of that uh, project and his true intentions, he noticed that basically American special force special forces soldiers uh, were operating in and around that area, and they were very prominent in that area. But he, um, and he, you know, realized that they don't just send Green Berets to New Mexico for no reason. And we'll talk about Green Berets and another kind of conspiracy that is out there when it comes to these aliens. But Snyder also alleged that the gray aliens were conducting bizarre medical experiments on mankind, both live humans and samples of DNA. He also had, uh, you know, stated that deep underground that the grays would absorb human and cow blood for sustenance. This also kind of tags into another kind of conspiracy with with aliens. So cattle mutilations have been going on for a long time 
just here about six months ago, there was one here in Oklahoma. Basically, the anus, the blood, the tongue, and the eyes were taken out of this out of these animals. And one of the conspiracy that goes with that is that our anus. <laughs> this is kind of wild. Our anus has in our mouth, in our lips, in our tongue. They consist the cells consistently grow, and there are certain. Uh, how I say, cells in the eyes that contain certain things that help, you know, it could be anything, regeneration. So all this stuff put together helps these gray aliens or, you know, alien in general or whatever these outer, out of space extraterrestrial beings, um, they helps them regenerate. It also helps them with their armor. Um, I know that there's been kind of, you know, some descriptions of them looking like kind of like uh skin cells like they kind of look but also and also too another thing it, it also helps them uh basically put on the the skin of a human or a skin of an animal that's another kind of thing but that cattle mutilation has been going on for a long time i remember i remember seeing on like animal planet they're talking about it they're like man we cannot describe this and i know skinwalker ranch has that basically every you know every all the time and so it's kind of crazy, you know, how how he kind of lines that up of why, you know, that stuff's going on. Another conspiracy that's attached to this is, so everyone's heard of Missing 411. And people going missing in the woods. Well, according to conspiracy, like I said, it's a conspiracy, is that back in World War II, there was agreement between... Us and the powers that be, the 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 uh, extraterrestrials, but in in our, in our in in God, I can't say it, in Antarctica. And so, if you guys listen to Operation Paperclip, Robert Byrd goes into, hey, like there's some things that are out of our control. They're out of our power. We are not going to be able to fend these off. And you know the crazy conspiracy is, is that he met the the uh, the blonde ones the tall ones is what they're called and they're called also they're called the nordic beings or nordic aliens and they're very tall blonde hair blue eyes and you know they're very intelligent and they're very have high, high uh, uh technology but that agreement was that we they would take people as like a as a way to not totally invade us and and not just take over the entire human race, and that conspiracy, it's kind of a wild one. You know, I mean, I know that there's other kind of ways people talk about missing four one one, but that's one of the 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 reasons because Eisenhower, who I believe at the time was president, is the one that made that deal, and. Just type, I mean, you can type that in and Google that and see, go down a rabbit hole. I mean, I got lost in the sauce with that, that conspiracy. But bringing it back to Philip Schneider and him mentioning, like I said, uh, like us, like them using humans and animals, cattle, um, as, you know, sustenance, which is kind of crazy. Schneider finally came out with his story in the mid-90s, and two years later, he killed himself um, with a catheter cord. A suicide that has been screaming foul play. And I remember, I remember some people doing some research on that. And they, they, they did the, the the crime scene, and it didn't make any sense. How can he get that quarter out of his neck when he, uh, you know, was 
sitting in a certain angle. Yeah, it just was very, very strange. And I know some people have been, you know, trying to, they've been breaking that down for a lot of years. But the engine, but Snyder basically, you know, began construction on the underground base, um, just like he would on any other base, and by drilling holes. And this time, he, when he was drilling the hole for this base in Dull, or around Dulles, he smelled an acid smell that smelled like burning garbage. It just smelled terrible. And when he, uh, when like when it emerged from that the hole, that's when the fire. Uh, that's when the the fight started, basically. Then one day he turned around and came face to face with a seven foot tall, stinking gray alien. Dang! Imagine, imagine just like kind of working, like you're kind of you know you're underground, but like you're working and you're just kind of hanging out and doing your job. You're like eight to four, you're nine to five, and all of a sudden you turn around and you see a seven foot tall alien that smell like booty hole. That would be wild. I <laughs> I would be shooketh. But so then he ended, he immediately he what he basically how he tells the story is he grabbed his pistol, and he took two of them down. A third one blew off some of his fingers with some kind of laser blaster type gun, um, and that's when one of the Green Berets sacrificed himself to save Snyder's life. The scuffle turned into a full blown battle that killed sixty Green Berets, and basically the Green Berets acted very quickly and brought in all the big guns, all the firepower that they could bear on these aliens. And the aliens responded by shooting blue bolts of radiant power um, with their hands, which is kind of wild. Like It's like that scary movie, was it Scary Movie 3 or Scary Movie 4 when like the alien has like, like the finger pee? <laughs> I don't know why that right. You know, like he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, what do you do? He's like, how do you pee? He's like, out of my finger. And he's like putting the finger in his mouth. I don't know why that reminded me of that, but but the the bolts blew off his fingers, off Snyder's fingers, um, and then the special forces eventually they ended up getting out of there, and the uh, there some of them got out of there, but then the aliens kind of relented, like they kind of like backed off and into like a deeper kind of complex, I guess t- cave tunnel system, which is kind of crazy. But what happened in the years that followed is anyone's guess, so we really don't know. What happened after that? And Snyder, like I said, he made the rounds in the '90s and and was telling people about all these bases and these elaborate weapons and and things like that. But and then, I, like I mentioned earlier, you know he he had he had said there's over fourteen hundred bases or a thousand bases all over the world. And you know that's one thing that's kind of crazy. And you know is you just really don't ever really know what's going on, like what's going on out there and what's what our government is doing and you know, that's a lot of the reason why I'm a conspiracy theorist because the problem is is that a lot of conspiracies are end up being right. And that's the that's the problem that I have, like with, with the mainstream. Like they'll say, Oh, it's conspiracy. But nobody talks about how CIA and Project Mockingbird had told people back in the sixties and the fifties and sixties that, hey, if you don't believe us, you are deemed a conspiracy theorist. And you are looked upon as the dregs of society. You're looked, you're looked upon as one of those guys who sits in the basement of his mom's house on, you know, some wild channel or a wild website talking about, you know, conspiracy theories. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't that guy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm still not. I'm not there. But, 
But I just find it very strange and very interesting that some of these conspiracies that line up with other conspiracies. You know, I mentioned missing 401, missing, uh, mentioned the cattle mutilations. But the next one that's kind of very interesting is, and this is a movie that came out in, I, think, I want to say it came out like 07. But if you guys remember the movie Fourth Kind, that movie, show, I remember seeing that movie and sh- shaking me to my core. And one thing that's kind of crazy about the fourth kind is that they said it's based on a true story. Well, that's not true. But they based the movie off Dr. Hynek, who is a doctor um, who basically opposed the, the military-industrial complex on if aliens are real. And basically telling the government, like, hey... We need to, you know, get some evidence because there's a lot of people out here seeing flashing lights in the sky that aren't making sense. And basically he published a, a um, kind of a an evidence-based system to where you can classify alien or, you know, UFO, UAP encounters. One of them being nocturnal lights, which is simply seeing unidentified lights in the sky Data, uh, daylight disc, which is seeing a UFO in the daylight. Radar visual, which is UFO or UAP that appears on radar. Close encounter of the first kind, seeing a UFO within 500 feet. Close encounter with the second kind is seeing a UFO and experiencing or UAP and experiencing some kind of physical effect, a vehicle malfunctioning, observing animals reacting, seeing heat from the object, and then. Close encounters of the third kind, a UFO sighting in which some kind of alien life is also witnessed. The fourth kind, a sighting in which the person is abducted. And the fifth kind is direct contact with made by aliens and animals. And, you know, Heineck also served later as a consultant to Steven Spielberg in the Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 1977, which is kind of cool. But a quote from, from uh, Alan Heineck which I think is a good one. We have gone from Kitty Hawk to the moon in some 70 years, but it's possible that a million-year-old civilization may know something that we don't. And so he was very, you know, big. Um, well, they were, he was very big in um, trying to figure out what's going on. And, um, you know, one thing about, we, we, we go down the list, his list of, you know, everyday people are seeing encounters of the first kind. So they're seeing those lights in the sky. You know, kind of a crazy story that, you know, I can speak for myself is um, one night I was out, you know, putting my dogs out. I was at the time I was staying with my parents. And we go outside, and I thought I heard this, like, it sounded like a drone sound. Like, it was like almost like the my ears, uh, it was like it was a different sound than my ears were used to hearing. And all of a sudden I look up and there's this light that's flying in the sky. And I go and get my dad and he goes and we both look and we see it. And it's literally, I mean, fast across the sky. Like it's up high, going crazy fast. And it's leaving, you know, kind of a dust. And that's another thing too that kind of ropes into the UAP phenomenon that they're dropping off chemtrails. I know Prince back in the 90s had, you know, basically said, you know, had come out against chemtrails and saying, hey, y'all are dropping something. We don't know what it is, but we need to figure it out. And 
you know, that's kind of interesting, you know, that I myself have seen that multiple times where like, especially in the daytime and in the, in, in the nighttime that you can see that kind of quick moving type of, uh, entity or UAP or whatever you want to call it. But then we kind of move on to the second kind, you know, seeing a UAP and experiencing some kind of physical effect. You know, one thing that was really big and I saw it was called Skinwalker Ranch. It was a documentary by Jeremy Corbett. Corbin and he went into the UN to base and was in was investigating UFO and UAP uh, experiences with people with native people in the UN to uh, basin and one thing that was kind of crazy to me was that like all these natives were saying that they were like seeing these green lights hovering over their houses and they were seeing these it was almost like a hip, it was like a hypnotic light that just kind of made you look like into it and they like one of the Indian one of the Indian guys was saying that basically he was it was almost like he was getting took but it like he wasn't getting took but like he was looking into the light like you see in the movies and you know they experience those types of things all the time and you know one person I know in the documentary had mentioned and I know I've seen multiple documentaries of them saying they saw these lights and they, they the lights hit them and then they just got sick and they you know cancer you know some type of crazy uh, sickness come on them you know in the skinwalker the hunt for the skinwalker uh, ranch uh, tv show you know the guy there was one guy who basically was trying to figure out a way to to dig on this property well every time he this guy a certain guy dug he would get like his head would go melon head like it went like crazy like elongated and they do things to you like that when, you know, when you're doing too much. And I think that guy, that guy, this craziest guy's like, yeah, I almost died from the last time we did it, but let's go ahead and dig again and see what happens. It's like, bro, you're on national television. If you die on national television, that's kind of wild. But, and you know, and then we move on to the third kind, you know, which is seeing the life, you know, an alien and that's one thing people kind of associate with sleep paralysis too, is that they see these aliens. Like there's been multiple kind of studies and and sightings and encounters where people are in sleep paralysis and they see the aliens coming to get them. And they're usually like great, little small gray aliens. And that's another thing too that's kind of interesting about you know the the third kind aspect is basically you're seeing these things. And then it turns into the fourth kind where you're basically getting took. And you know, the one thing that's kind of crazy to me is that people all over the place have have uh, experienced being taken and then waking up and not feeling right and then going to the doctor and they do like a, a x-ray or something like that. And they're like, oh, you found, got all this kind of crazy metal in your body. like. And a lot of times that metal is not a metal that's here in, you know in America or on this planet. And so that's one thing that's kind of crazy about this whole alien UAP type of, I guess, topic is, is we, what we really don't know. And in kind of my opinion is I don't really believe in aliens. And here's why I think that we are, I think what we see in, in, in the UAP and the flashing lights is us. And I've credit Russell Sun Eagle 
to this theory because I he made me think about it and I really started thinking about it. Is what if we're seeing future humans or uh, you know alien or maybe not aliens but like us doing experiments on us now to get to the to get for the for them this is gonna this is gonna sound so confusing so they're doing experiments and making and making sure and basically doing medical experiments on us and seeing how we react to them and maybe it's them from the the future because we did something in the near future that changed the course and it made them different and maybe it's them protecting us from ourselves and it's us it's humans it's future humans and that's kind of my thought on aliens is because you know they say we live in there's been multiple maps and stuff that we live in like a terrarium we live in kind of a, a snow globe and i'm not a flat earther and i know that's kind of flat earther talk but I've seen too many clips of them getting to a certain point in the in the atmosphere and they doink off some type of force field. So I think it was the SpaceX when they tried to when they just shot shot it up in the air to see how far it would go, it doinked off some type of uh glass. Another thing too that's kind of crazy about you know, the UAP is we see these, sometimes there's been, there has been a lot of sightings of government or not sightings, but accounts of government employees who have worked in these facilities saying that it's us, that we're the ones, you know, we found this technology somewhere. They don't know where, but we found it and we're trying to make it our own because one thing that's very kind of crazy over the course of history is we jumped from basically walking on our feet and and riding horses within a hundred years we're in a car and we're in in a hundred years we're flying and to me in my head that does not make sense to how we as humans can do that it's like showing the first humans fire and showing humans how to make a wheel because then if you make a wheel you can carry things you can figure out a way to carry things and I'm not a really big proponent of the alien theory. I mean, I think that there's some type of weird stuff. I know we could. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of saving the reptile, the reptoid, the reptilian side because I know that that's that. I'm going to save that for a future episode. I know there's certain people, some people like, oh, when are you going to talk about the the reptilians? Well, not this episode. This is just pure alien, like how we see in the movies, like and things like that, and. You know, that's, like I said, that's one thing that, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about is, you know, you know, how do we make those progressions? And it could, like I said, it could be alien, you know, beings. And, you know, we look at the pyramids and I know Ancient Aliens is a huge show on, on History Channel. And they always talk about, well, there has to. There's no way that that ancient humans can make this cut right here, and they'll show you like the pyramids and how they're all cut like symmetrical and everything is you know perfect. And that's one thing that I have a problem with with the uh, with the with the alien theory is like we don't know what type of you know 
ancient knowledge that we've lost. But we just want to put it on aliens because it's the easiest thing because we don't know how to explain it. But, you know, I want to ask you guys this question. Do you believe in aliens? You know, do you believe in the conspiracies that I mentioned with missing 411 and with cattle mutilations? Or are you just somebody like, hey, let's let it play out and let's let's let God God, you know? I, you know, I'm in the, like I said, I'm in the boat where I'm not really a big alien person, but I'm always so open to any type of thing. Cause like, you never know, I could, you know, be asleep and next thing I know I'm like fully awake and I got a great alien standing in my, my kitchen. Then I'll be like, and I'll come back on the podcast and let y'all know like, Hey, I believe in, <laughs> I believe in aliens now, but, um, I appreciate you guys listening in. We're almost at 7,000 audio listens, which is wild. I know we we took a big jump from five thousand to seven thousand. In the last episode, I kind of messed up on the on the uh, oh, how many we were listening. I was trying to get out of there, but but uh, like I said, we're at seven thousand, and and I can't thank you guys enough. And uh, wait, before we go, I got one more alien kind of weird alien story. It just it, it just reminded me really quickly. Um, so. I had a, uh, I, I used to do a podcast with a bunch of guys back like t- almost, it'll be about 10 years ago. And we were talking and we were kind of talking about the Malaysian air flight, which that people do say that that has a lot of alien, you know, that the aliens took them and then they crashed the plane and those people were never found again. That's another alien conspiracy. Um, but there's a, there's a ton of them. I, and I didn't want to hit a lot of the, the ones that were, that people already kind of knew. But we were talking about that, and the next morning, the or the the Wi-Fi went out, and we couldn't be able to record. Like my phone was like I was the one that was like the the main operator. Like, and my and my phone would not work. Like it would just shut off. It would not come on. I had to put it on the charger, and then finally it turned back on. And I had a full charge. Like it wasn't like it was like two percent. And I started the podcast or started the episode. And the next morning, I remember going outside. And there were next to the 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 pole. Uh, there was a there was a pole that we were placed, and it was like the size of a pizza pan. Like y'all ever see those giant pizzas that are like sixty five inch pizzas? It was like someone like took molten like really really hot pan and put it on green grass and let the grass burn and then pulled it up and then sprayed it down with water, and it made it that made this perfect circle. And I thought that was the strangest thing too, because there was a lot of weird stuff going on um, at that time, where I, you know we were seeing being like shadows, and we were seeing things outside, and and eventually on a on a future episode, I'm gonna do based on my life stories, and I'll go down from when I was a child to um, to now, and I still got things happening now that kind of freak me out, and they're kind of weird, and I have to uh, kind of you know be careful. But I appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast. Um, like I said, where it's growing, um, we have a new Instagram War uh, War Cry Pod on Instagram, um, TikTok War uh, War Cry Pod. The new email is if you want to send me your stories. This is creepy. Part three is coming, and and this is creepy. Part four. I'm working on both of those episodes at the same time. So if you want to have a you know anonymous story. Or you just want to talk, and you just want to say, "Hey, you know, um, you know, this happened." Because I had on the 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 new on this is creepy part three, 
I talked to a gentleman who uh, who has some inside knowledge on a, on a Bigfoot video, and he you know would like to re- remain anonymous, but he has some information on that, and so I'm going to be sharing that. And so if you have anything like that, or if you want to just say, hey, you know, there's there's been sightings of a, a DW or LP in this area here. Um, go ahead and share that. But the email to send that to is realwarcrypod at gmail.com. And then you can message me on Facebook, which is Yehola Tiger, or you can go to the War Cry Podcast Facebook page and you can message there too. Um, like, But get your stories in. Like I said, we're going to keep this series going as long as y'all share stories. Um, after we do that, I'm going to do kind of my own stories, my, my life stories. Um, and I mentioned like in an earlier episode that I would get to those and I had a lot of weird, creepy stuff going on in my life, uh, growing up. Um, and then I want to do some family stories and eventually I'm going to reach out to some of my aunts and my uncles and I'm going to try to get them, uh, try to, I'm going to force them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to try to get them on the podcast to tell their stories and, and we'll do some, some tiger family stories and so and those are old creek stories as well and so um but i appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and i will catch you on the next one